but I'm sure you have the ones that I love you or you're saying and the ones that are probably not agreeing. So we call this the haters. It's normal for people not to agree with people's opinions all the time. I actually am more worried about people that say, oh, everything you say, I just agree with. Because I think that's a bit weird. Like there must be one thing that I've said that you think, nah, I don't agree with that. But now I'm also, Again, as my uh, platform has grown, I'm very aware of my own mental health. So it's more people following you, it's more people listening to you. Yeah. Behind the phone or behind the screen, there is a human there. The fact that that can, after a while, if you do it a lot every day, it can become draining on yourself. So people's opinions and people's natural reaction, thoughts on things are becoming really important. It's becoming important to artists, it's becoming important to brands. I'm Mara Genovese, I'm the CEO and founder of MG Power, and this is our Influencer Marketing Uncover podcast. For each episode, we are going to invite global industry guests to dive behind the scene of everything to do with the Influencer Marketing Watch. Right, Alex? Right, Myra. We are going to be speaking with amazing creators and also uh industry experts and uncovering their per different perspectives of the industry and uh, discussing a lot of what sits behind the industry. Amazing. Today we're very excited to be hosting our second podcast and dive into a very, we can say, controversial topic that has definitely changed the way in which social channels are being used to raise and empower voices. We are going to be talking about the importance of being speaking fearless on social. And to do so, we are so happy to be joined by an amazing guest today. Joining me today is Alex, our dearest campaign manager at Imaging Power. How are you, Alex? And who is our special guest today? I'm good, Myra, and I'm so excited to introduce our special guest today, uh, Zizi Mills who is a cultural commentator with an extremely strong presence and engaged audience on social media. Uh, she speaks on uh, important cultural issues that are usually uh, not touched by most creators. So that's something that we're going to be speaking with her uh, more about today. She has an extremely engaged audience on both Instagram and YouTube. And also congratulations for being nominated for Media Personality of the Year for the Mobile Awards. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Welcome, Zizi. Welcome to the Influencer Marketing Uncover podcast of Imaging Power. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, just, just at home, like we all are, working from yeah. home and getting new, used to our new normal, well, our in and out new normal. <laughs> yes, Izzy, if you could, uh, just with a few words, introduce yourself to the audience and tell us more about you. Um, so, um, yeah, as you guys said, I'm Zizi Mills and I'm uh, the cultural commentator. Basically meaning I just speak on uh, trending or current topics or social topics that might not, might not, not necessarily be trending but I am passionate about and I just kind of give my raw unedited opinion on my beliefs on certain subjects. That's amazing yeah. Zizi, thank you so much and again thank you for being here with us and uh, we're looking forward to to have this conversation with you. So let's start it. So uh, 
Zizi, I think we have discussed this before uh, in another opportunity that we had uh, that you participated with me on my panel at AdWord. And uh, that panel was such a success. And then one of the reasons that we wanted to invite it to be part of our podcast is to dive in more in depth about the importance of speaking fearless on, on social and be really raw and authentic to who you are. I uh, would love to hear about it and how, you know, how it all started for you. And in each moment you saw that your voice was making an impact uh, to the audience that follows you. Um, so basically I started um, doing, I started off doing this thing called um, Headscarf Diaries, which was, net, which is basically me. Um, like I wear this headscarf to bed, not this, but I wear a headscarf to bed to keep my hair neat. Um, so I basically, that was me in my most raw and natural state. So I started Headscarf Diaries because I just thought on Insta and on, on a lot of social media platforms, everyone just re um, presents themselves as this perfect, sorry, I've got my, my dog here. That's cute. <laughs> um, everyone just, um, presents themselves as this perfect thing like everything is always in place hairs in place makeups in place etc etc so my thing was that I just wanted to have um be somebody that gave their opinion but not gave their opinion looking be like looking beautiful looking touched up looking but gave their raw opinion looking how they look when they wake up in the morning or when they're at home chilling or when they're in their personal space and they feel most comfortable with themselves and that's basically how I started and in the beginning I would basically just talk about anything that popped into my head it could be something you know about service charge or something just mm -hmm. literally out there or, or, or then it would be something that was um, personal to me like colorism so um, when I started talking about certain topics, I realized that people became really engaged with the content and people wanted to kind of also share their opinion as well on that, on how they felt about certain subjects. And then that's kind of just how it grew. And as time went on, the more I started speaking on maybe things that were trending, people would then look, would come to me to ask my opinion about something that was trending, maybe even if I didn't speak about it myself. So something could happen and they'll be like, well, we want to know what ZZ Mills thinks about this. And I'll be like, okay, this is, this is weird. Um, but then I kind of started to embrace it. And um, as it's uh, just, it's grown from kind of strength to strength now. And it's um, in the beginning, it's weird because in the beginning, I obviously didn't have, as many followers as I do now mm -hmm. so it's kind of you're you're able to you kind of speak um unedited and when you don't have as much followers because there's not as much repercussion mm -hmm. and there's not going to be as much people that disagree with you or say what you're saying is rubbish or call you names or give you a label you're this or that um and as the platform has grown um you realize how much kind of responsibility comes with it with sharing your opinion and you know people literally cling on to every word and then people can kind of misinterpret what you're saying as yeah. well um so all of that comes into it um but ultimately i just i just love that i can share my opinion and also that i can just kind of be myself i'm not um trying to be anyone else i'm not trying to you know be politically correct i think there's a difference between you know being rude and, and and disrespectful to somebody and 
also just giving your honest opinion. And I feel like now the space that we're in sometimes, you can't give your honest opinion because people get upset about it, but you're not, you're not being rude. You're just either being inquisitive. You want to share your opinion. Um, and that's kind of what I'm an, I'm, I'm an advocate for now is people being able to be themselves, but also being respectful to whoever you might disagree with or, you know, um, but being able to share their opinion. And that's what I'm really big on at the moment. Great. And then like to, to your point, Zizi, when you say like, because when you're very like honest, right, and say what you think and, and then be very opinionate about what you believe, uh, and to your point where you say you can see the engagement of your audience, you know, engaging with the topics that you're talking and engaging to the conversation. But I'm sure you have the ones that I love you or you're saying and the ones that are probably are not agreeing. So we call this the haters, right, of the social yeah, media. How yeah. do you deal with that, with the ones that are embracing what you're saying? Say, yes, great. Like, thank you for being that inspiring voices for us but how do you deal with the ones that are not agreeing do you normally reply back or you do how how do you deal with that um i think it depends on uh, on what they're saying some people come on and and they just disagree with you for the sake of disagreeing with you and they're also rude or they you know um, I don't, re sometimes, you know, I'm human, so I, I will get annoyed by that and I'll get, and I will reply. Um, but then there are people that they disagree with me and they're, but they're open to having dialogue. And I'm always, I always love that because my, my favorite thing actually is when people say to me, um, I don't always agree with you, but I, I respect what you do. And I, and I always say that is I love hearing that because that is normal. Nobody in life, I don't always agree with my, I don't agree with my mum all the time. I don't agree with my best friend all the time. So it's normal for people not to agree with people's opinions all the time. Um, and I'm actually, I actually am more worried about people that say, oh, everything you say, I just agree with. Because I think that's a bit weird. Like there must be one thing that I've said that you think, nah, I don't agree with that. Um, so I engage with those people like we can sometimes we have a back and forth the back and forth can last you know days days and or, or you know and everything and then sometimes you know someone just says how they feel and I and I ignore it or it depends it all kind of depends also um what mental state I am in as well because sometimes you know I, like I keep saying I, I I'm a human so offline I'm dealing with normal day-to-day -day stuff I could have had an argument with my friend I could have been annoyed you know I've with anything and then I'm very wary of not you know coming online and then because somebody has disagreed with me then reacting in a way that is not fair to them because I'm in a bad mood about something else and on another day I could have read that and just been like oh okay that's fine that's um so it kind of depends on the tone of the people or what they're saying. I'm happy for people to disagree with me, but I won't kind of stand for, you know, like people calling me out of my name and calling me names and all that kind of, of stuff. Of course, yeah. I just don't, I won't interact with them. And I normally, um, I just block them now. In the beginning, I didn't used to block them because I'd be like, no, you know, but now I'm also again as my uh, platform has grown i'm very aware of my own mental health and of course you know, being online and and you know being scrutinized so much and what happens when you're a person that gives your opinion obviously then i should now be ready for everyone to give their opinion on me which is fine but i then have to filter it and know okay i've had too much today this has been a bit overwhelming let me kind of come offline
Yeah, because the dialogue on the social, it's very important, right? So, and I, I feel like uh, especially voices like yours will be not controversial, but will have the ones that will like or, or disagree, which is, which is, I think is very healthy for yeah. social to open these dialogues and, and be kind enough to hear and be kind enough to respond if it's a response that deserves, if it's a comment that deserves a response. And I love how the link you did with the mental healthy, which is something that I wanted to type into, which is, uh, it's so important nowadays for, you know, for, uh, content creators and voices, uh, like you, uh, to be mindful as well. Right. Because at, at, at the point that you decided to open up yourself and really show who you are, you said as your platform is growing, so it's more people following you, it's more people listening to you, but at the same time, behind the, behind the, you know, the phone or behind the screen, there is a human there. So how do you deal with your own mental health and how do you uh, feel that how social is changing people's mental health? What's the impact that you think that social has uh, into mental health today? Um, I think it's really tricky because, um, like I said, it's about, I want to engage with people, but then I'm also very aware, like I said, of the, the, the fact that that can, after a while, if you do it a lot every day, it can become draining on yourself, um, because you're constantly almost sometimes justifying yourself as well, because naturally as, a any human you say something in naturally your thing is you want people to agree with you that's I, I understand that people don't but your natural thing is you want people to agree with what you're saying and then especially if people then start questioning your character oh you're doing this because of this you've got a, a, a you don't really care you're just doing this for that you're just doing this for likes you're just doing that when someone starts assassinating your character you then that affects you uh, mentally as well so you kind of just have to sometime uh, differentiate between you know, just like what is, what is worth entertaining for your own men for your own mental health. You have to think, is this going to upset me? If I now engage with this person, is it going to upset me? Is it not? Can I, can, and I think it's just about being honest with yourself and not being, although people like myself have big platforms, it's about being honest with yourself. It's about um, allowing people to see that you are also human, which I feel, I feel like sometimes on social media, we want to have this false perception that everything is fine. I'm really strong. I'm really resilient. I'm this person. Nothing affects me. Yeah. I'm a bad bee. Lovely. Great, great, great. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, that's not natural. Like sometimes I get upset. Sometimes I call my friend and I might have a little cry sometimes out of frustration, sometimes out of the fact that, you know, somebody has said something horrible and it might have hit a nerve or whatever. And I think it's very, it's very important that everyone is transparent about those type of things. And, this whole facade of like nothing can affect me i'm really strong i think it's really damaging to the culture i think it's, mm -hmm. it's damaging because people are not talking about how they feel people are not expressing how they feel um you know it's it's almost seem it's deemed as weak if you do like show your emotions online and you know there's this thing that we kind of use um 
like this word that we use that will say, oh, you're triggered, which is kind of like, you're really annoyed by someone. And like, basically what triggered means like a bit, oh. and people will say that to me. Like if they come at me and I write something back, they'll be like, oh, you're so triggered. And I'll be like, yeah, I am. I'm a human. Of course I'm annoyed. You've said something that's really annoying and I'm annoyed. So I'm going to act annoyed. And I think it's just important just for content creators as well, just to kind of, be authentic and that means when you're down sometimes let people know that you're down and when you're having a hard time sometimes let people know that you're having a hard time and I think people relate to that more yeah definitely I think I believe that now with mental health it's so important raising those issues and it's amazing that you are paving the way of speaking about this and speaking out about this about how it's important to really break the stigma about speaking about mental health and how those negative comments affect you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's linking into uh, the second question, because you're someone that's very outspoken on social media and getting a lot of comments, both positive and negative. And uh, a lot of personalities, they're really struggling with speaking out and speaking about uh, what they care about and their opinions. So just want to ask you, in your opinion, Uh, What would the advice be for someone that's struggling to really raise their voice as they're a public personality and they're in the public eye? I think the first thing that you should do, um, like, in the beginning stages is find something that you're actually passionate about. I think the reason why people find it hard to speak on certain topics is because not that they're not interested or they're not bothered, it's just they don't know how to relate to it. So the best way to start you kind of, it sounds corny, like finding your voice, if that's what you want to call it, is talk about something that you're comfortable with. And it doesn't have to be something life changing, you know, it could be something, I don't know. um, I don't know. So it could be something really miscellaneous and small, like why I love dogs, three good things about dogs or four unknown facts that you never knew about dogs or stuff. It's because people, the thing is people want to see that you're passionate about something. They don't want, they don't want to feel like you're just speaking on this because you feel like you have to speak on it because it's the right thing to do. So when you, the if in the beginning, you find something that you're really passionate about, you enjoy talking about something that annoys you or something that you just know evokes some sort of emotion within yourself. I think that's a good starting point because if you're passionate about something, you'll, you just naturally talk about it anyway. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Just start with something that you care about and then just build up on that. And, build, and then and then naturally as you those normal like normally one thing branches off to so many other things anyway. You know, I used to when I first started um doing this, I spoke about colorism. I was really passionate about colorism. I still am co- uh, passionate about colorism. But that and then that leads into other things, you know, you know how women are perceived, um how men perceive women, um just looking um, how media um, treats black women or darker skinned black women. There's so many then branches that come from that one, one topic. So um, that's what I would, I would suggest. No, that's, uh, I believe that that's amazing advice. And I just uh, wanted to ask from, because we started discussing about how you began discussing those topics that were really important to you and you cared about and just wanted to, for you to tell us more on how this branched out into your YouTube channel and into the ZZ Mail show. Um, so um, basically what happened was, 
um, like you were saying, is it got quite a, a good interaction and engagement online. And I just thought the natural progression would be to have like a show where I could talk about these type of things and, and I could speak to other people that maybe uh, disagreed with me or agreed with me. And again, when I first started doing YouTube, I had quite a few people saying, oh, you know, YouTube is totally different from Instagram. It's not the same. Like, you know, you might be able to rack up like quite a few views on Instagram, but YouTube, it's not, it's a whole different world. Maybe think about it. Um, and I kind of was just like, no, I'm just going to give it a try and see what happens. And literally, um, I um, linked, collaborated with a production company and we kind of just have built it um, together I built the show to the production company and myself we've built it together and, we, and we've like we started with zero um subscribers on the on and and we like built the following and it's time it takes time it takes a lot of time and it's and, it, and it's uh, about being consistent as well because in the beginning people don't people don't really care like that's just the way the world is people don't care but you have to kind of almost make them care about whatever you're saying and how I made them care was literally just like ramming content down everyone's throat like every other day like posting something on my page posting something this tweeting okay like this is what I think posting stuff on my story because you kind of have to make them not be able to miss you if that makes sense like you're just there on the algorithm every day just there just um and that's kind of how what um of how I did it and also because I think there wasn't kind of anybody doing what I was doing, which was giving their opinion. And especially within the, the scene and the industry that um, I started off in, there wasn't really anybody like ruffling feathers. There wasn't anyone there that was kind of saying, actually what you just said does not make any sense. And I don't agree with it. And I think it's ridiculous. Um, there wasn't anyone really doing that. So it was kind of a thing of who's this person and why does she think she can tell us that what we're doing is, um, is wrong. But um, yeah. And then that's kind of how it happened. And I've just kind of stuck with it and just kept um, growing and, and trying to go to new levels and talk about, you know, different loads of different subjects. So would you say that consistency it was what takes you to, to this point now. So as you're saying that keeping consistent, putting content out there. So this was something that you feel like the fact that you were always there creating content and being very outspoken and, you know, putting content in different platforms. It's what makes you to, to arrive to the point that you are today. Um, 100%, I would say you just have to be, that is definitely one of the main ingredients um, is consistency. And just not, even when you don't feel like putting content out, put content out, um, even if you don't. Like I was um, talking to someone the other day and she was saying all this stuff and I actually didn't say it to her because I was listening. It was like a forum. So I was listening to what she was saying and she was like, I just don't feel, you know, like I'm, I've got, like people are basically giving, giving her her flowers that she thinks she should mm -hmm. have. And she's like, I put myself out there and everything. And then as she was talking, I thought, okay, let me go on her page to see what, you know, um, her page. And then, I, and then I looked and I looked at her last post and I thought, okay, look, the last post she put out was on the 17th of November, which in the grand scheme of things is not that long ago. But in social media world, it's it a long time. Because in that time, so many other people have put content out. So many other people are filling the timeline. So no one's going to remember you from six seven days ago which um is unfortunate but, but that's just the way the world moves it's 
too quick. Everything is quick okay. now. So you kind of, I'm not saying every day, but at least with my, with my platforms and stuff, I try to put something out every day. If it's not on the main grid, it's in my story. So there's my, there's a presence of me on online. Um, to the point, like, if I don't put something on my story, people are like, oh, like, just checking that you're okay, like, are you all right? Or um, it's just to keep your, your people, you in the forefront of people's mind. Yeah, especially with the algorithm now, right? Because, like, when yeah. we, when I started the agents five years ago, we didn't have the algorithm. So it yeah. would be okay for you to post, like, one day today and then wait for, like, a week to post again because it was not a that big deal but with the algorithm now and also with so many content and so many things going on on social it's important to to keep going with your presence with your content and there's so many platforms to explore right so you have the stories and now you have TikTok, and then you have youtube and you have twitter so and do you create content uh bespoke tweet platform so how do you take in when you go like to Twitter versus Instagram versus TikTok or LinkedIn. I'm not sure if you used because there's this uh, mystification where they say, oh, you cannot put the same content on, on all across platforms because each platform is different. The audience of each platform is not the same. How do you see that in terms of content orientation for each platform that you have? So the two platforms that I'm most active on are is uh, Twitter and Instagram. And even Twitter, I've only recently, um, I've only recent, not recently, in the last year, I would say, I've been on Instagram, I, I mean Twitter, because I laughed because the reason why I became, I ha I've always had an Instagram, a Twitter account, sorry, but I, um, I, I haven't, I've never been able to kind of, Uh, figure out Twitter. Twitter so yeah. I would put something on Instagram and it's kind of what you're saying actually. Um, I'd put something on Instagram and then I'd put the exact same thing on Twitter and nobody would care on Twitter. Like absolutely no one. But then on, on Instagram, it'd be getting thousands of likes, comments, generating loads of good discussion. And I put the same thing on Twitter and nobody would care. Like maybe one two maybe comments yeah and then what happened is I used to fancy this guy so I used to stalk him on Instagram on Twitter <laughs> Love so it. I became really active on Twitter like just there all the time because I fancied this guy so I was just like always looking at his page and then in the in the while stalking him I managed somehow to crack Twitter which was kind of because I was became invested in the, in, in it because I was like I want to see what he's up to because he tweeted a lot so um now on Twitter which is quite funny because yesterday um somebody people wanted my opinion on something and they was like but you haven't put it on Instagram and I thought it was quite funny because I had put it on Twitter So my Instagram follower was like, but we don't follow you. We don't have Twitter. We only have Instagram. And I was like, well, you know, now I'm very active across both uh, platforms. Absolutely. And Twitter for me is a good place for my thoughts to kind of just go quickly. Like I literally, it's a quick thing and you can type and it's good to go. Um, um, whereas Instagram, you either have to do a video sometimes if you want people to really connect or put it in your story or whatever. What I've started doing now though is crossing them both over. I might tweet and then I put the tweet on my Instagram and then that also generates conversation. But I do, I agree with you. Like I find on Twitter, people are really, I don't know how to, um, well, in my Twitter world, because you know, everyone has Twitter, different, yes. different Twitter worlds. In my Twitter world, everyone's kind of really like, um, 
quite sure of themselves. So like, it's even weird when it comes to like posting a picture sometimes on Twitter, you Twitter, they kind of want you to be really sure of yourself. So you post something and it will be like, I look really good today. And everyone will be like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Instagram where you'd be like oh I look really good today people be like chill out like what's going on here they kind of want you to be a bit more humble on Instagram but Twitter is a weird place of everybody is just really sure it's a very confident platform people are very confident there everyone's very everyone wants to talk about um, everyone's giving their opinion on there. everyone is very sure that their opinion is the correct opinion so um I just cross over between the two, but now I've managed to build my Twitter following. It's not as big as my Instagram, but my Twitter following is coming along. Uh, But the one thing with Twitter I will say is you have to be very careful what you put on Twitter because it spreads like... It can go viral really, really, really quickly. And I've learned sometimes the hard way. I'll say one thing and the next thing you know, it's spiralling out of control. And um, I feel like Instagram is a bit more controlled. There's a a controlled element there and and not so much on Twitter. But I enjoy both of them for different reasons. And um, going back to cultural content, cultural voices... Uh, what do you think, like, when you're a prospect, uh, this is changing a lot, the way brands collaborated with, with creators, with commenters, with, you know, talents, because for brands, they, they, they understood the importance of engaging with, with talents that has a voice, right, that are, you know, being a voice for, you know, some important, you know, uh, subjects that happen in the world, whether it's climate change or, you know, politicians or election, uh, Black Lives Matters. So brands are understanding that the aspirational content is not really what is resonating now and it is not really what this new generation, especially the young ones, they are not really interested more to going back to your point on the perfect picture, the perfect life, because they have been they 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 were born in a different world, right? Different time of the world. So they for them it's very important to engage with people like you, you know, where it is raw, is fearlessness, is talking about what you think and showing, you know, like your emotions and and you know just showing who you are. So what do you see like uh, when you're working with brands? What is the impact that you that you see from like this, you know, cultural voice important versus the way brands are approaching campaigns on social? I think, like you said, they're starting to realize that, you know, just a picture with the product now in the back um, is not is not enough necessarily, Um, especially when it comes. I mean, there's obviously there's, you know, the the Kim Kardashians and the, and the certain people of the world that they can put a picture of a product and it's going to, you know, fly off the shelves. Um, but let's be honest, like most brands access to Kim or the, the, the Kim Kardashian lights are not, it's not, it's not like no. the money and everything and all that kind of stuff. So they're understanding that also people, like you said, are relating to more real life people. Because if I say, if I, they know that they can, with people like myself, we've built followings and people kind of, 
even if they don't like me, they, there's an element of respect and there's an element of trust there. So they, they, they think, oh, okay, if Z kind of is endorsing this thing, then there must be, it must be okay. Or I know Z doesn't really mess with things that are not, that she doesn't really like. She wouldn't tell us to, you know, download this app or do this or buy this product unless she kind of has, she likes it or she's endorsing it um, herself. Um, and I think people, like like you said, even just the 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 culture of reaction videos. Everyone now has like an opinion. Everyone wants to get their opinion out. Everyone really believes that their opinion is valid, which is really nice to see. You know, like even artists, they will post like people on from YouTube's reaction videos because it's like the authentic. You know yeah you might care what the guardian says about it but really what you want to know is what your fans really think of your music they they, they want to know did, did my fans really like the that video that i just put out so people's opinions and people's natural reactions and uh, um thoughts on things are becoming really important it's becoming important to artists it's becoming important to brands um and also because opinions are so now um, accessible if that makes sense like back in the day a brand could put something out and really they wouldn't really know apart from sales you wouldn't know if how that resonates with your audience because there wasn't anything for us to kind of say oh I just bought this new thing and then it's amazing or I just bought this new thing and I didn't like it so now because people are so vocal now online I think brands are understanding that we now need to use people that um are kind of um the the pioneers of vocalness if that makes sense um and they're understanding the power of that they're understanding the power of like like you said people just being authentic and real and that's what i think a lot of brands are kind of and i've seen it now um like brands that i didn't think i would ever maybe work with or be interested in me they're now like oh okay yeah i think this this would be good and even like working on the uh, the bumble campaign people were so like when i typed in the hashtag for the black is love campaign so many people were so like happy about it yes. and it was so it was so warming to see so many like young black people were just like this is so beautiful I've not seen this before it's so nice to see people talking about different different um uh, uh people with different sexualities it wasn't just um you know heterosexual people talking about there there was people talking from the lgbtq community about their love and what their love means to them and especially sometimes in the black community those subjects are still very taboo very, subjects, taboo. very taboo very you know um you know the the um the the two guys like i'm friends with jamal like you know those seeing two black men talking about love we don't we don't do that. We don't talk about it. It's still very like, mm, do you know what I mean? Some people are very, they're like, there's still that in our community. There's still that. Um, we don't like to talk about that, even though, why shouldn't we talk about it? Why not? Why, why, why would we not celebrate? Why do we not want to see them also represented? Do you get what I mean? So seeing that, that was just testament to how powerful it is when brands use um, quote, I wouldn't say normal, but normal people that people feel like they can relate to as well, how impactful it is. And I think if more brands do that, they will actually see better, um, better results. Do you get what I mean? Uh, no, absolutely. And I think like when I, we work with our clients, we always say to them that uh, to have a purpose behind the message and to have a meaning behind the campaign strategy, it's so key nowadays 
Because yeah. when we do campaigns that is completely focused on commercially, right? So it's just the intention is just to sell the product or download the app. This will not engage within the new world we are living in, especially after 2020, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's more and more brands will have to think through, okay, how do I need to create a brand awareness for my brand? So I need to convert or sales or, you know, uh, download, depends on the object of each brand. But how can I do that, bringing a message that will have an impact, yeah. that I will give you the brand, I would have the brand awareness that I'm looking for, but through a campaign, through a content that people will see and will make an impact, which I think is the case of the My Black Love is, because it, it, it was such an, a brilliant concept, as you said, like to, to bring that conversation about what Black Love is, because the, like, the, the, you don't find this on the internet. Even if you Google it, you yeah, know yeah. what Black Love is, you won't find yeah. many information about it. I think it's just to, to, to break these taboos and creating campaigns that, you know, has a huge, you know, purpose behind, I think is the, is the way uh, brands will have to be looking into it when they come to, you know, working and creating campaigns to work, uh, to work on social. Um, and a question like for me, that would be, uh, important for me to understand how, of course, 2020 was a year that we saw so many movements, right? So there is just, we just had the election in the U S and the climate change and the black, the, the, the black life matters. How do you engage on your social when it comes to, to, to big movements like that, that's happening in the world? How do you use your voice and how do you engage with those, you know, hashtags and movements uh, on your platforms? Um, I think, um, again, to me, it's just about being um, honest and real. Do you get what I mean? So um, I'm very wary and um, of not just always that jumping on bandwagons, I call it, and just tweeting about stuff because now everybody else is tweeting about. So um, it was it was really nice to see the Black Lives Matter movement and people being bold enough um, to speak about it. And uh, if I'm being honest, at one point I was like, oh, because I've always kind of spoken about things like that. And I've, you know, sometimes people will be like, oh, give it a rest. Why are you always talking about that type of stuff? It's, you're overreacting. So it was nice to see everyone to kind of come together and everyone's eyes be opened together. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's one thing that I've also had to learn is that everybody's, um, everyone's uh, growth is at different times. So sometimes it takes something really big for people to kind of open their eyes and see, wow, this is how messed up the world is. And it's not for me to judge and be like, oh, you're only talking about that, about it now because it's trending. Um, but I'm also very aware of, um, like, people just go with things because it is trending. And, and I think that we have to find a good balance of sometimes we all get excited about things and then two weeks later nobody cares and I would me prefer would I'd prefer you know like the longevity do you know what I mean so I think you need stuff to um, catapult things and get things um, ticking over but then I, I I'm just always aware that I want to make sure that whatever I actually um talk about or I tweet is something that I can maintain if that makes sense I don't just want to be like doing hashtag BLM and then next week I don't actually care about what's happening with Black Lives Matter or I don't want to talk about um, 
sorry, my dog is really like he's just literally all over the place today. He's just so big. Zappy <laughs> <laughs> wants my attention. It was a bad idea to have him in here. Um, but he, um, so I'm just, I'm always. Um, just trying to make sure I can maintain whatever I speak about. It's not because oh everybody else is speaking about it. Um, it's because I genuinely care for it, and I know that I want to see a change. Yeah, absolutely. I think one important thing here is exactly as you mentioned, like bandwagoning and mm. or actually speaking about the topic just because it's trending on social media. Right, yeah. And I think what we saw is like with a lot of those topics. Some people didn't share and they got even shame for not sharing, but it's uh, important to understand the processing. Some people process things differently. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that they're going to do is not just share on social media. Yeah. They'll actually think about the topic. They'll, they'll really like feel it emotionally. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask about, obviously you speak with a lot of people from the industry, from creators to uh, grime artists to yeah. hip hop artists. And just wanted to ask, in your opinion, uh, how do other creators in the industry feel about you? <laughs> um, that's a good question. They, I think in the beginning, when I first started, they didn't really like me. As I was saying at the beginning, it was a bit like, who's this girl that's come in? <laughs> and whether we like to admit it or not, within all industries, there's a level of um, misogyny where heavily male-dominated industries don't really enjoy women coming in and telling them, I don't agree with you. What you're doing is wrong. And then on top of that, people actually then listening to that woman and every then people kind of then pulling you up as well. And that's what kind of happened at the beginning. I would say certain things and like they were, they would think that everyone would come against me and be like, who's this? But then people were like, actually, no, we agree with ZZ. Why haven't you? Why are you not doing this? Did it? So in the beginning, people didn't, they didn't really, I don't think they liked me too, too tough. Um, but as time has gone on, I don't really mind not being uh, liked. Um, I just want to make sure that people just, it sounds corny, but people respect what I'm doing or what I've done or what I'm building. And you cannot like me, but you, I, you can't deny um, my uh, voice within the culture. And, and that's fine if you don't like me. I'm not bothered. Actually, somebody told me one time that... You either want people to really dislike you or you want people to really like you because either way, or it's good to have both. So because either way, the people that really dislike you, they're, they're, they're very invested in you uh, and they're still invested in you because they don't like you. So they will go out of their way to make sure they see what you've tweeted so that they cannot like you even more, which is, it's just how people are. Yeah. And then people that really like you, they will also then always check on you and, oh yeah, what you've done is so good. But either way, the people that dislike you and like you, they keep you ticking over. And, and, when, and when, when you're an influencer, when you're somebody like myself, you need people that, tick, you have, the people have to keep ticking you over. They have yeah. to keep caring about what you're saying. They have to, you have, they, they have to be interested because the moment they're not, then you're kind of, no one cares anymore. Do you get what I'm saying? So I, I, I don't mind. Um, it's funny now because there'll be people that I know 
didn't really like me in the beginning and now we'll have conversations and I, and I, and I don't mind it. It's fine. I, I don't hold it against them. I'm not like, oh, you didn't like me then. It's just, I understand. I understand how it goes. I understand the game. I understand the process very well. Uh, one thing that uh, my, my mom always used to say to me, if, if they don't like you is because you are making at somehow an impact on them. So yeah. it's not a bad thing to have people that don't like you because if they don't like you, are, you're causing a sentiment, you're causing some reaction yeah, exactly. on them that are making them to think differently because they don't like or don't agree what you say. So I think that balance of having people that like you and don't like you, it's very important because at the end of the day, you are making impact on both. So yeah. you're in a way you're empowering both, yeah. right? Emotion either way. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Zizi, always so lovely to speak with you. We could stay here for more, like you know, hours because we love to talk with you and we love to talk about this all the subjects about you know being authentic and be that fearless voice that you are and understand how do you uh, you know how you have created this incredible community that you have created and how many you know lives are you impacting with your voice and how inspirational you have been for so many people uh through your content so congratulations again and like we you know we love to work with you we love to talk to you uh i'm sure this is not gonna be the last time uh we will be we will be talking uh so I would love to say thank you so much for being our first guest, our influencer marketing cover. Yeah, so we could have not, you know, choose the best guest to start with our new project here at MG Power. So thank you so much for the bottom of our hearts and uh, continue to shine, continue to inspire, continue to empower everyone. We will continue to be looking into you and potentially continue to work with you uh and thank you so much so alex uh do you have any other questions to zz no absolute pleasure speaking with you and we are massive fans of what you do and uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us thank, thank you. you so much thank you for everyone that's been here listening to our second episode of Emerging power uncover the podcast of Emerging power so thank you for all those that are being here listening to us. I uh, hope you enjoyed the conversation. We look forward to our third episode and keep tuned and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Bye.